0: My name is Amy. My pronouns are she/her, and um, I am 35 years old. I'll be 36 in just a couple of weeks. So, and while um, you know, I I grew up in a, a loving household. Um, the, the start of my grief story really begins in 2013, um, because in 2013, both of my parents died.
1: When a parent of an adult dies, there's almost an unspoken expectation that will not hit you head on. I'm JD. This is the What's Your Story podcast. An adult is expected to accept death as a part of life, to handle all sudden losses in an appropriate adult manner. But really, what does that mean, that you should not be sad, that you should be so grateful that they didn't die when you were a child and you don't need to mourn your parent? These considerations demonstrate what I would say is an underestimation of grief. This week's story from Amy is going to take a look at that parental connection, because we sometimes forget the depth of connection we have with our parents. This podcast is humbly sponsored by BetterHelp. As a holistic health coach turned mental health advocate, I know the importance of finding the right support. Why? Because I've been battling anxiety and depression for over 10 years, and I know I'm not the only one who struggles with their mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. All you do is just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you're matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. I say this all not as someone telling you to simply click on another sponsor, but as someone who's been seeing a Better Health therapist for the past year. I've never felt more valued, respected, and full of hope for my mental clarity than I do with each passing session with my therapist. Join the 3 million plus people, that plus being me, who have taken charge of their mental health when experienced Better Health Therapists. As a special bonus offer to listeners, you get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Fragile Moments. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fragile Moments. Remember, just because you need help doesn't mean you're not worth helping.
0: They died five weeks apart. Um, my mother, just before Memorial Day weekend, and my father, right before the 4th of July, from unrelated, separate, chronic illnesses. My mother had been sick um, her most of her adult life and was on a sort of very slow downward trajectory. My father was diagnosed with stage four cancer, uh, colon cancer, just two years prior. And um, my brother and I in particular, who at that time were living in the home and were helping as caretakers, um, were really gearing up for our father's death as he was really near the end of his cancer journey. Um, and he started a medication that landed him in the hospital with, um, with sepsis. And so we were expecting for him to pass away, but as it turned out, the stress of that experience, um, Caused my mother's heart to fail. So she died first. My father came home after that. He was treated well in the hospital, came home and lived for another five weeks. So uh, there was a lot of stress and grief firsthand in 2013, which was kind of the the spiral for me as far as my personal mental health and grief journey but later in 2013 I started to have panic attacks and at the time they were a surprise but um, made sense I suppose um, although it wasn't until a few years later, I think it was maybe 2015 or 2016, when I started to take note of panic attacks and symptoms and anxiety and all of these things that were wrapped up in this grief that I had never faced
1: Our parents are often our main connection in the world and to the world. Even if we have a loving spouse, children, and many close friends, the death of a parent means the loss of one of our first and most important connections. The misconception that a mature and capable adult will not need to grieve their parent can cause the bereaved to feel even more alone as their grief goes unrecognized. After our parents die, we take another look at them. We realize, perhaps for the first time, all they did for us as children. For some of us, when we become parents, we appreciate the challenges our own parents must have gone through. We gain a a new perspective on their lives. If we idealized our parents when we were kids, now we also see their flaws and imperfections. In the case of losing one parent, for instance your mother, there's a great opportunity to get to know more about her from the perspective and experiences of your surviving father. In our adulthood, our relationship with our parents changes and continues. Before a parent is gone, we understand intellectually that they will die someday. But understanding and anticipating does not prepare us for the grief we feel when, as an adult, we lose a parent, or in this case, both parents. As you reflect on the memory of your loved one, whether you're alone or walking through it with a surviving parent, as, as we've mentioned, you're beginning the journey through the now well-known stages of grief,
0: and started to realize that maybe there was something that I should do about it. <laughs> I did not have the tools or the knowledge to understand that grief and other feelings uh, need to be need to be faced and uh, and looked at under a microscope and um, and grief in particular is one that doesn't go away it changes with you but it it never ever goes away it never gets smaller um, so it was around that time that I began seeking help for dealing with all of these feelings and understanding these feelings. And, um, so I have been, um, I started therapy at the time, uh, mental health counseling at the time. Uh, but later on that year, um, I went through a breakup and then a move back home. So that unfortunately I couldn't remain consistent with that. So there were a couple of years in between again, where I wasn't able to get the help I needed with any consistency. And so it was in 2020 when I finally had consistent health insurance again and had a provider that could, um, that could help me with my, uh, you know, with counseling that I've been in counseling consistently ever since. Um, and that has been a huge help to me um but it's really more about the realization that you know feelings don't disappear they just change and evolve and it's a it's a big game of whack-a-mole basically, <laughs> you know um, <laughs> uh, it's never ending and um, you know certain things bring up other things and um, you know certain traumas create other traumas and experiences beget a whole slew of feelings that we need to. Uh, look at and work through on a regular basis, on a consistent basis.
1: As we work to balance our inner and outer worlds, we may be surprised to discover that each of us grieves differently. Even among siblings, one may grieve with many tears and the other with none. One may feel supported in a group while the other may crave time alone with their grief. Without being aware of it, some of us tend to feel that our way of grieving is the right way. We think others should grieve like we do. Regardless of the grief we feel, we usually fall toward one end of the pendulum or the other. We're either grieving the right way, our way, quote unquote, or judging ourselves or we're grieving the wrong way. In the end, we need compassion for ourselves and those around us. We suffered a great loss in our life, one that has shaken us to the core. And even more so if we are one of the many who lost one parent right after the other, leaving us feeling even more disconnected from the world. Whether our parents live near or far, are emotionally close or distant, they ground us in the world. We don't often think of them as an unseen anchor, but in truth, they hold a place in our generational timeline. They have been there since the moment we are born, even though intellectually we know they will die someday. How do we imagine something that has always been there suddenly being gone? Can you imagine a world with a, without a sky, for instance? Of course not. It has to always be there. The death of a parent de- delivers us to a world we have thought about but could actually couldn't actually fully prepare for. We're suddenly exploring new terrain, feeling rootless or as if the ground has been pulled out from under us. And in some strange symbolic way, it really has been.
0: Particularly in losing a parent, there is a very specific type of grieving that goes with it because it is such a specific type of relationship. I have lost grandparents. I've lost friends. um, You know, I've known other friends who have lost siblings. And uh, the the parent-child relationship is very complicated because um, there can be so much that's Passed down and 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 trauma and uh, emotional issues that are passed down and uh, inherited through a parent child relationship and so sometimes sometimes there is unfortunately a little bit of freedom in losing a parent um, and then there is guilt wrapped up in feeling that freedom um, and. I did not have a bad relationship with my parents and I loved my parents very much and they did everything they could for me. Um, but there's still, especially when you've been a caretaker and it's taking up a good portion of your life, um, there there is a little bit of a release in that that feels good and then you feel like you shouldn't feel good. And you also don't want to... You know, now you've lost this person who has been so much a part of your life, literally, from before day one. Um, And so it's an extremely complicated set of emotions to navigate. And I just wasn't equipped to navigate them at the time, so I didn't. I just tamped them down and hoped that that would be okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll finish up with Amy's story and talk about what building a new relationship means and how that begins when we lose our parents. Stick around. Each of us is a constantly unfolding narrative, a hero in a novel no one else can write, which is why... I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these stories here on this podcast. You see, if I could sum up everything I've learned from being a mental health educator, it would boil down to one thing. You are not alone. I believe in the healing power of telling your story and sharing with the world. And so I created an opportunity. I'm so solidly behind when it comes to healing from trauma and tragedy due to the darkness of mental illness. As someone who's a listener of this podcast, I want to personally invite you to the Storyteller Community. For $5 a month, the Storyteller Community is a private, self-led community for those willing to do the work to create lasting transformation on their path to greater mental clarity. It's a community that thrives in the mindset that, in our oneness, we can find an opportunity to truly heal. Head over to the website at fragilemoments.org slash community today to learn more. I cannot wait to have you be part of the Storyteller community with me as we share our collective stories and journeys from all over the world. So head over to FragileMoments.org community, and let's build, share, and heal together. People from all over the world have been sending in questions, and it turns out that most of us are dealing with the same kinds of things, from breakups and loss to work pressure, racism to gender, dealing with parents to dealing with social media and want to talk more about them. So ask me anything. Head over to the website today at fragilemoments.org slash ask. Whatever you think our generation needs to have conversations about when it comes to what weighs on us and causes our mental health struggles. Sometimes I'll combine research with my own thoughts and other times I'll bring in an expert for a chat on social media where you can join the conversation. All submissions are anonymous. I only ask for general demographic info in order to understand our reach and our impact. So head to fragilemoments.org/slash ask today. And remember, I'm just a human being like you. I just happen to think we should talk more.
0: Um, a lot of a lot of big feelings and what I felt at the time were shameful feelings, uh, just kind of caused me to look the other way. Um and they i mean within months they very quickly turned into panic attacks so um there's a lot to be said for the fact that the body uh does hold on to those feelings and those hormones and all of it they don't they don't disappear they just find a new place to live at the time i didn't understand panic attacks and anxiety well enough to understand that it was probably related to grief. I knew that I was going through a lot of stress at the time with the grief and with work and all sorts of things, and I just chalked it up to, well, this happens sometimes when you've got a lot going on. And it didn't... it. Right. And it didn't occur to me at the time to sit down with it and parse through it. I just let them roll and then kept moving. There was definitely a process that went along with that. It started with me having sort of an epiphany style realization that I don't think I ever dealt with the feelings of grief. And I mentioned that to a friend and she said, okay, well, how do you plan to deal with them? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I said, I don't know how to deal with that. I I don't know what the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the first step is. <laughs> yeah. So I took that time to think about what I needed and, at the time I wasn't looking into certain types of therapies or certain types of treatments. I was just looking for anyone who had the tools to help me even figure out what was going on. So, um, I, at the time was working for a university and through the union was able to get, uh, find a mental health counselor and they helped me make sense of things. And then from there, you know, I was able to make the decision, informed decisions about where to go next.
1: As we heal, we learn who we are and who our parents were in life. In a strange way, as we move through grief, healing brings us closer to the, the person or persons we loved. A new relationship begins, so to speak. We learn to live with the parents. Or parent that we lost. Now that you come to the end of life, that same life which gave you life, the memory is buried deep in your heart and dwells deep in your soul. A new relationship will continue with that parent. Not a physical relationship, but one where the parent lives on in your heart. You will continue to remember them, think of them, and love them, of course, for the rest of your life until you meet again, if that's what you believe in. Little by little, we withdraw our energy from the loss and begin to invest it back into life. We put the loss into perspective, learning how to remember our loved ones and commemorate the loss. In the days to come, as time passes, it's still gonna hurt, but in time, that hurts gonna be there less frequently. All that your parent or parent was, all the love you share and the relationship you had, that never dies. That depth of love, that depth of caring, It's everlasting. We can never, never replace our parents, but we can strengthen our family connections as we find new and deeper meaning in our existing relationships. We begin to live again, but we cannot do so until we have given grief its proper time.
0: You know, it's so difficult because grief is so subjective and uh, it's hard to find someone or something to say to everyone as far as grief is concerned uh, so you know I I don't like offering empty condolences I don't like saying you know I'm sorry for your loss a lot of those things fall empty I just like to to offer myself as a sounding board because I at the time, I needed someone to talk to and you know the the hospital social workers give you pamphlets on grief and here 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 are these resources and you can come to grief counseling and group counseling and all of these things and at the time I did not understand enough about grief to understand that even just talking about it was helpful and talking about that person could have been helpful and just all of these things so I would suggest to anyone who is grieving don't be afraid to grieve and find anyone you can to be a sounding board anyone who is willing use them because because you need that
1: Loss of our parents is probably one of the toughest examples of grief to go through. So I thank Amy for the strength to share that and allow others to heal from the loss of their parents. If you want to connect with Amy, I'll leave a link for how to do that in the show notes. What's Your Story is produced by me, JD, with background music by Chad Lawson. Those stories that you hear, though, they're all yours. So if you've got a story you want to share, you can do so by heading to fragilemoments.org slash tellyourstory. If there's something that resonated with you in today's episode, don't hesitate to let me know over on Twitter at, at StorySharingPod. Above all, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in to What's Your Story and helping me shed some much needed light on mental illness. Any show, big or small, but especially a small one like this, survives based on reviews from you, the listener. So when you get a chance, give this episode a review when you're done processing all you heard today so that others can see how important stories like these are to share. And I'll give you a shout out. Once again, thanks for tuning in. And I look forward to hearing your story one day. Because we all have within us a story to tell. A song, yet unsung.